0: Welcome to Heart Warriors Radio with your hosts, Ms. Jonah Brindis and Mr. Jeff Casper. Learn more about Jonah and Jeff by going to the website at transcodes.com and learn more about Heart Warriors Radio by going to com and I am the forever third wheel, Ryan McCormack. It's a pleasure to have Jeff and Yona with us today. How are you both doing? Blessings and peace unto you both. Doing great.
1: welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely.
0: Excellent. Well, today's focus of attention is going to be about the forces of good, the forces of evil, and everything in between, the gray areas. So I'd like to talk with you, Mr. Casper, real quick. What yes. do you primarily define... As the dark forces is it universal forces that are considered negative that carry negative energy or is all forms of negativity or darkness a human perception only
1: a really good question I would say it's a combination obviously because we live in a world that is subjective uh, dark can be a broadband of um, what people think is dark and what people think isn't if a person has a fairly um, Expansive energy they may see stuff just as like you said gray or just a little bit off But not necessarily dark if a person has a lower vibratory energy They may see the whole world is dark, you know, so I would define darkness as you know things that we resist letting go that we stay away from our hearts that we stay away from true feeling from truth itself and That would define it as it's low vibe energy So it's energy that locks us into emotionality locks us into resistance into not letting go and not surrendering
0: you know what about yourself
2: yeah i mean it depends on <clears throat> on the level on which you look at it so right. you look at uh you know sort of the world outside right and you see um you know that there's obviously things that happen that that are you know extreme injustice or extreme that causes extreme suffering right and that leads people to believe um you know that the, that this is a darkness that is causing it but in reality from a Or I can't really prove that, but I can say from a metaphysical point of view, the perception of darkness has to do with uh, where we are standing Mm -hmm. in in relationship to it. So if I look at the larger picture and I say, okay, um, pain, you know, is real. Obviously, we all experience pain. And therefore, you know, uh, uh, we we resist it, like Jeff said, and we we have the belief that pain is bad, Um, Research has actually shown that, uh, people who go through a lot of pain, gradual, um, persistent pain throughout their life are the happiest people. Mm-hmm. Really? They, they build the yep. most resilience and they build the most appreciation for yep. their, uh, current, for their present life and also for life itself and uh, therefore, you know, uh, people who are much lighter, if you will, than, um, than people who perceive their life as suffering. And here is the, the important differentiation. Pain is real, but suffering, not necessarily. Right. Suffering is a choice. And so um, when we look at dark and light, or you know the, the good forces and the bad forces, we, we immediately see that this has a lot to do with our belief set. Mm-hmm. And uh, the belief that uh, you know, we have here as a collective, is mostly determined through our subconscious and archetypes. So we have certain archetypes of darkness, such as devil or such as, um, uh, you know, uh, demons and so forth, that uh, are are sort of being pulled out of our subconscious the moment we are confronted with suffering or pain or something that we uh, perceive as life-threatening or life-degrading. And this is where the problem is. When a person has an undifferentiated view of that, you know, then the loss of, like, say, a hundred dollars, you know, can be perceived as uh, as as really dark, okay. Uh, but when somebody has a more differentiated view of that, then um, the loss of hundred dollars is nothing, okay. So it depends on what our values are, what our priorities are, and where we are standing in relationship to it. If we have a lot of, say, fear in us, then we're also uh, seeing everything that works sort of against us as darkness. If we have a lot of courage, if we have a lot of forgiveness, if we have a lot of right. abundance in us, uh, then we're not seeing the same thing as darkness. Right.
1: All right. And I... You're good.
0: You're good. Oh, nope, go ahead. Well, I, I'm probably not going to say something intelligent. So, Jeff, I'd like to know if you can, if you want to raise the audience up before I completely drop it drop down. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: go ahead, man. It's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> all
0: right. I've been given a lot of thought about the devil, kind of questioning if I am the devil. No, I'm just. Uh, and this is what I, I came to the conclusion of, is that everyone says, oh, the devil's bad, like the pope said, oh, the reason why all the things are happening in the church... Because the devil, it's DEVIL! Blame the devil. Like the dog ate the homework. Devil is responsible for all this stuff. Now, think about the devil. It's... Tor- devil torments the rapists, the murderers, the torturers. Eternally. It gets, it extracts all this justice forever and ever. So, being the fact that the devil is extracting justice upon the people who perpetuated such evil in the world, doesn't that kind of make the devil, I don't know... A good guy in a way? I mean, is it kind of you know who 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 else is doing <laughs> the devil's doing the dirty work. Everyone no one else wants to do that job. He's like, you know what, I'll do it. I gotta do it. And then, you know, he tempts Adam and Eve, as calling him to the Old Testament, with the book of knowledge, saying, Here you go, here's some knowledge and God's bad. No, you can't have knowledge. So I'm thinking, I don't know, the devil's just, I don't think the devil seems that bad. What do you guys think? Well. So it, in the whole satanic yep. pentagram, sacrificing the animals and drinking the blood of children, I think that he's okay.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But um, the satanic stuff, the Luciferic aspect, it's um, the concept of Luciferian energy, regardless if there's a devil attached or not or Satan or whatever. Uh, because technically, if you go in the Bible, the word Lucifer or Satan doesn't show up until way past the serpent. Um, it's just a, it's a tempter. The snake has a representation of being evil. But, you know, when it comes to Lucifer, Lucifer in the famous story denied God's love. He decided he was as powerful, you know, and that creates this concept of the ego. What it does, it tries to prove that it's God
2: or better than God, or better
1: than God, you know, a replacement. And what happens in that situation and anybody who's done enough meditation work or gone through some really dark nights of the soul and seen some of these hellish places that do exist in these dimensionals, you see what happens to people who turn away. The worst thing you can do for your spiritual growth is to turn away from whatever you call higher power. And there's a luciferic temptation which says you're better than God. You're equal to God. Well, one, of the two.
0: I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because, theoretically speaking, we have this illusion of separation right now because we're having a human experience. But if we mm-hmm. all return to spirit and we're all part of one consciousness, then isn't that mean? It is a true statement to saying, you know, I am God. Or I am just like I. Well, I mean, if you are, if you're part of, if, you're, if you accept the fact that you are consciousness, if you're a point of attraction of an infinite consciousness, then isn't that a true statement?
2: That's correct.
1: That is yes. correct. But uh, it's how you view it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah.
2: From that perspective, um, it also becomes understandable why uh, the, the deeper understanding of darkness, you know, dark and light, is really that darkness is nothing but the absence of light. Mm-hmm. So there really isn't. Um, you know a duality the duality comes in through the limitations of our brain and our subconscious you know that that sees itself as separated right okay if there was no separation which would be the state say of our true self or our higher self or our soul state if you will in that state is no separation and therefore you don't experience or you know there there is no um, a sort of d- d- distinction into good or bad there's only good and then there's the absence of good mm-hmm. and this is usually um, you know the, the the level of realization for people who go into mindfulness and and uh, you know uh, do deeper consciousness work is that they realize that uh, darkness is relative to mm-hmm. where they're at okay so if you are if you have confessed yourself to the light if you are making the statement I am that I am, you know, which is you, you know, basically surrendering to the higher power, the divine creation or source or whatever you want to call this. In that moment, you are recognizing that, uh, you know, all there is is light and that uh, when there's no light, you know, then there's no light, which the majority of people who are in a more dualistic world Mm -hmm. uh, in their minds uh, will perceive that as darkness so this is really important to understand that um the the, um, the viewpoint of, of dark and light or good or bad really has to do with the consciousness level of the yeah. individual exactly so f- when someone is um uh, when someone uh, uh, calibrates uh, below truth in other words when someone is caught in the world view um that uh, you know there's good and bad that there's you know in this binary you know uh, black or white or my team your team or me against the world or whatever uh, And then the perception of dark and light is very prevalent and leads to suffering uh, for someone who is um, in, You know in their consciousness level high enough to recognize that they're actually that darkness isn't Real it's just the absence of Light you know and then uh, the pathway becomes clear all you got to do is align yourself to light you know and then you're not experiencing darkness
0: all right when you're you're yourself and as far as the the level of consciousness goes mm-hmm. would you be on the lower end of consciousness actually if you have a saying okay well, well there's good there's evil and you don't believe that you are anything beyond what you are in a human body whereas if you perceive yourself in a higher consciousness maybe you accept the fact that okay this is one of many incarnations and my incarnation here is to perpetuate evil because this is exactly what I came here to experience it's not to say that that is what's in my heart but that is what my human body my human host is here to gauge because I've yet to experience that and that is what that is what I want to have knowing that that evil experience can be one fraction of 1% of all other experiences would be prefe- that's would be um, presenting celestial energies on the planet.
2: You know, um, the the you raised a if I if I heard this right, you raised the question of like evil people and good people, right? right? Yeah,
0: um, I, <clears throat> I think evil people could actually be more evolved in one way because they're coming here specifically for the idea, for the purpose of experiencing evil.
1: Well,
2: yes and no. It,
1: yeah, it depends on where they're at. Yeah.
2: Um, so there is a there is a there is a force that we have with uh, you know the choices that we make you know, and um, someone who chooses to be evil, right? Who chooses to to align themselves to their inner darkness, mm-hmm. okay, can be much more forceful and therefore also perceived, you know, as powerful, uh, not necessarily evolved, but as powerful mm-hmm. because of their level of congruence. So this is the problem for most people who are struggling with their ego. See, because there's uh, the Luciferian concept that uh, Jeff mentioned, you know, um, which uh, really uh, sort of just archetypally represents that that hurt, separated, um, you know, not belonging part in us, right? The part in us that that you know basically longs to to go back to God, you know, or to you know whatever you call this, the Garden of Eden or something, you know, to go back into. Uh, the innocence and the uh, the 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 liberty of of uh, non dualism, right, where there is no such thing as physical death. Okay, so the, Lucif- the luciferian in us is nothing but the ego in us, the hurt part, the unhealed part, the unresolved part. And so, when somebody chooses to align him or herself to that, uh, then you could actually see this as a um, more congruent state, okay, because you are now not denying it. You're now not resisting it, and uh, that gives you a little more power.
1: You, yeah. But, but it's not collapse, the end of it. Right, and yes, collapse. it collapses. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because typically at some point when they go to too much of a power trip, they collapse. So, because anything that's ego based has to be pushed, it cannot sustain itself. So, at some point that collapses where if you focus more on a spiritual, or at least you know, high-level mental spiritual endeavor, you have those energy levels um, sustained by themselves, because they're a higher vibration. So the person who realizes that they may have power and realizes it, and then lets it go to their head and they fall into ego, then all of a sudden they're going to find themselves collapsing. You see this happening quite often with actually spiritual teachers, uh, with certain politicians, with certain world leaders. You know, they'll have a fairly good understanding of certain things, and they'll actually be a very powerful force, and then they buy it that it's them. And then they collapse. All right,
0: I have a question about good and evil. Okay. And that is, it. when a person lives a life, and say for example, they were pretty good for most of their life. Most of the life they're being kind, compassionate, and then they have a moment where it's like I don't know, I, don't know, I call it an ah shit moment, where they right. just lose their stuff. And they perpetuate a great act of evil, a very intense act of evil. Um, Call it where it comes from, it happens. Now, is that person more evil than another individual who is spending their life doing a series of small little evil things, deceiving others, doing maybe, you know, it's... Let me say this, somebody kills somebody with a battle axe, some person kills another person with a series of paper cuts done over a long period of time. Who is more evil and who is more uh, in desperate need of a shift in focus towards the celestial?
1: Well, if the person's intention is to be loving or to be in truth and to be try to be kind to his, his or her fellow man and every person or every being, and they have a mistake, which happens, you know their errors occur human beings make mistakes. We are very fallible. We're quite gullible sometimes and You know we make mistakes so in those situations a person who has a fairly un- well or good understanding of spirituality will You know seek forgiveness from themselves and even make amends um, They'll take they'll take the dues that they need to take and they, they will try to heal mm-hmm. You know now is there a karma or is there a culpability? Yeah, of course. They have to be responsible for what they did but they understand that that's just part of the life. Sometimes we make mistakes. You know? Ultimately,
2: it's about the alignment. Right. You know, if I'm trying to kill somebody with paper cuts throughout my entire life, I must have somehow the intention right. to do that. Exactly. You know.
1: You know, and if the other person has, you know, a situation where it's his family or or the person attacking or her family or the person, and they choose to do something like that, that's a different situation. So it's one of those things where it comes down to the intention and how long you hold those intentions. If you hold hatred in your life, your entire life, towards families, towards life, towards certain populations, then you're going to end up in a hateful place. If you're a fairly decent person who screws up occasionally and falls into hate and anger, because everybody does, <laughs> then they're probably going to be okay.
0: I don't know how anyone can't with today's world. I, how do you not just, you know, everyone's like, I oh, forgive and forget. I'm like, mm, how do you do it in today's society? Which is, There's so much out there. Yep. But I want to put things on a... Bring it back to a positive note, and the positive. <laughs> going back to the positive, when it comes to in between, you know, good, evil, and then you've got the gray. Not choosing either one. If you are not living in the intensity of good or the intensity of evil, are you pretty much lacking a lot of energy or life force? I mean, mm-hmm. are you kind of defeating the purposes being here? Because, you know, you come into with, you, you have this experience, physical body, I mean, compared to all the time that is in the universe, human beings go by so fast. So without living with intensity, without living with passion, which I can foresee having in passion when you are good or if you are evil, what are your thoughts about that? Is living gray or a very gray life a path to
1: mediocrity? Yeah, because if you don't really ever commit to anything... Whether it be not so nice or beautiful, doesn't really matter. Uh, no commitment means no movement, it means stagnation, means rigidity. Usually means um, lots of fear, lots of stress, uh, lots of long-term dull pain. You know, like Yona mentioned earlier, pain is part of life. You know, you can't dodge it. There's just like Les Brown, a famous speaker, a long time ago. You, you can't dodge it. It'll come find you. So it's what you choose to do with it, what you choose to do with your life. So if your intention is to be loving or to be caring or to be kind and you work on this your entire life, that gives you a passion, it gives gives your energy moving, it has a tendency to expand. If your intention and passion is to harm people or to go and kill thousands or whatever because that's what you've been taught, that's still great passion, still great drive, but the energy level is not strong enough. And maybe they need that experience. Maybe they need to go have that experience. The person who chooses neither way and just kind of ho-hums it, they may be okay. They may have a job. They may have family. They may whatever. And they may feel okay. They may feel complacent and happy in that, even though it's probably not true happiness. It's probably more satiation. But the grayness of life where we don't do much, where we get stuck, you don't have much happen.
2: You know, there is another component to that, 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 which goes back to, uh, Ryan, what you said about people who choose to be evil people if this is what you choose you know if you choose a, a say a gray life right me- mediocrity um and you're happy with it um there's no not really a problem with that mm-hmm. the problem occurs because everybody has a different karmic purpose right. everybody has a you know different alignments and so forth and it, it comes down to the The virtues of the person so if my virtue is to you know to keep you know to lowball it to never you know stick out to never do anything and I'm happy with this Mm -hmm. um, you know this can be seen as you know in balance in harmony with the persons of the sole purpose if you will but um, the reality of of mediocrity is is that most people choose mediocrity as a coping mechanism for not actually being able to deal with reality. And they choose this, um, you know, based on their their fight, flight and freeze um, uh, physiology. Okay, so instead of doing something, you know, they're going into freeze, you know, and choose to numb themselves, choose to, um, you know, use all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, maybe imagination or projection and all kinds of things that sort of just, Help them to survive life okay and there is the problem because uh, when you when you're in that state when you cope and not fully live your life then you know uh, you you basically unhappy all the time you need more and more and more you need you know you um, this is the saturation that that uh, Jeff mentioned earlier you know there's never an end to your seeking right so for us as energy healers or energy workers um this is actually a really important thing to discern when we start talking to a client. You know, where does the client want to be? You know, what is the client's virtue? You know, I mean, maybe they're okay with, you know, where they're at. Okay. But when people come to us, um, then there's usually the, the, the goal or the intention of, of improving something. Okay. And when somebody has chosen a gray life, all right. And yet yearns for, you know, That's more different. passion right. or, you know, more happiness or more abundance or, you know, more health, or, you know, physical conditions actually uh, often represent, uh, you know, this, this incongruence on the person, you know, these imbalances. Okay. Uh, then, uh, then the, it shows that there is uh, not, you know, that, that something needs to be done here, you know, or else they, they're never going to fe- feel fulfilled. So so in regards to, to your question, you know, <clears throat> then, you know, that would be uh, something that just uh, uh, sort of basically makes them repeat karma mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Now, somebody who, who goes out and carpe diem and just does like uh, incredibly uh, thrill-seeking things all day long and takes a lot of risks is not necessarily better off. Okay, uh, this can be just another uh, side of the coin. Okay, it can be a distraction mechanism, uh, just as uh, the freeze, you know, can be a distraction mechanism to not facing things. So, uh, the conclusion that most people go to that they say, well, you have to live your life, every drop, you know, every essence of life, is not necessarily true. It is in, uh, you know, the inner connection uh, where we find, um, you know, what is is true to us and what is congruent to us and what we truly came here for. And this is also where the problem is with darkness and light, because most people actually, um, you know, they choose these copings instead of dealings um, because they're afraid of facing their own darkness. They're afraid of going in and facing their fear or facing their pain or their sadness or their guilt and for us as energy workers it's it's pretty clear you know that the perception of darkness you know how much a person perceives the world as evil has a lot to do with a person's ability and courage to face their their inner darkness and here before we talked um you know uh, we had a conversation about this and um i mentioned that the best protection for a person, you know, against say um, darkness that come can come in from the outside, is to know their own darkness. And so, you know, the the reason why there is so much um, uh, say push or or uh, you know also research and so forth done in regards to um, you know healing work, deeper inner healing work, is because. It um, actually helps to neutralize darkness on an individual level as well as a collective level.
0: that's oh. um. I guess the last question I have for you both is: there's this. I think it's some religions that say, well, you know, you want to you want to die in a state of grace because we you die, I guess wherever you are in that particular moment, and that's where you go. Do you believe in that, or do you think that your place, your immediate reality upon death? is a combination of the amount of positive and negative experiences that you've had, and you go towards whatever experiences, uh, I guess, have the strongest resonance or energy resonance. I was wondering if you can address that, Ms. Yona.
2: I think you're going to go to exactly where you aligned yourself to. Okay, Okay? so not necessarily the experiences, because the experiences, uh, again here, we talked about this, how this can be perceived uh, uh, differently, but um, if I've aligned myself, you know, to um, you know, my higher power, and uh, forgiveness, and uh, compassion, and you know, trying to do good, you know, I I can make a lot of mistakes on the way. I can make mm-hmm. a lot of errors, but if this is my alignment, okay, and I'm really, you know, putting in all I have, you know, I I, I we all have limitations, but if I really try and and work for the expression, the highest level of expression of that, you know, then that, in my view, you know, is uh, the, the sort of um, you know the ticket uh, to to heaven, if you will. Okay, to the, to your heaven. Okay, if you have lived a life with uh, anger suppressed or acted out with envy, with uh, competition with, uh, you know, uh, uh, constantly fighting, you know, against others, constantly uh, comparing, constantly judging, then you're going to end up in that place, and and you will perceive that as a continuation of the hell that you have already experienced in your life.
0: You hear that? Everyone out there is cranky. Stop complaining. Stop (laughs) complaining. Drink your wine. Shut up. Well, and also... (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but also know that true spiritual work can change that rapidly, even if we've had a not so nice life. Um, the ability to connect is always there. The ability to go into your heart, to connect, connect to whatever you call source. And based on karma sometimes, but also based on intention, you can shift your energy level up tremendously. Um, it's not linear. So there is a beauty and there is the potentiality in some of these moments where through true letting go and fully surrendering, you can shift your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue typically, and I don't like going into this, but I do see a lot of stuff when people pass, um, many times people have um, various aspects of their consciousness. Some are quite beautiful and some are quite stuck in various loops. And a lot of times they seem to have a choice. You know, and they have a choice to repeat again, which can be quite tempting because we are used to that, and it can be quite a, p- a powerful pull to that. But there's also part of them that's ready to move on, and you know that the choice is theirs. Um, you know, and like to mentioned, that if they've really been trying to be devout all their life, there's a tendency to choose that road. If they're still kind of going back and forth, then they have a choice. And if they fall back into it, that's not a judgment. That's just they're they're not ready to let it go yet. So they needed a little more time with that one before they realized it's it's an illusion or whatever. So that's, that's my view on it. Just know that the, the beauty of spiritual works, it's not A, B, C. You know, it's not I do A, then I do B for a year, and I do C for a year, and then I get D. You align to D, and it shows up when it's right.
0: right. I'm sorry. I have one more question. Because it, <laughs> the last question I have is when you are making these choices, we think about choices that we make because we think about, okay, we're utilizing a brain. It's a logical choice. How does your thought process change when you're outside of the body? What are you making these choices? How are you able to uh, rationalize choices without utilizing your brain? How do you make a decision while in spirit? Consciousness.
1: Okay.
0: There's still a you. You
1: just you
2: just yeah. said it. Yeah. You, you don't have to rationalize. You don't have to. Yeah. Okay. So there's a look. There's this part in us, you know, that can observe our mind thinking mm-hmm. and that is our consciousness okay mm-hmm. and beyond that is even another layer that can even observe our consciousness the conscious consciousness that we have there is one you know that is above that which is the divine consciousness so the divine consciousness can observe our consciousness okay and so uh, you don't have to to uh, make a choice in that manner that we are uh, conditioned to believe uh uh, that we have to make choices in, in a dualistic world. In our in our spirit state, or so, soul state, or, or higher self state, if you will, there is no dualism. There is only one choice, and that is the light. Okay? From that perspective, okay? So we have to remember to walk towards the light, okay? That's the part, you know, that then allows us to evolve, to move on.
0: All right. Well, that concludes today's Heart Warriors Radio. And, I, you know, most important lesson walk in the light. Stay away from the arcade. Don't pass the bar. Go with the light. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it you know, makes a really good, you guys made both really exceptional uh, arguments. You, you, you know, hang out with darkness. You do the darkness. It, it's bad. It's not good. <laughs> well, it just, it's a it's simple message, fact.
1: really. If, if you do those things, that's where you go. Sorry. You are. You know, what you choose to be. Yeah, period. Right. You create it every moment.
0: That's right. You better hear this advice, America. <laughs> <laughs> when you go in America, most of America, you go in someplace warm.
2: <laughs> Good thing America is not listening. <laughs>